de nos mères Mais toi tu vis Hey everyone, it's uh, just Mark here, wanting to do an intro to correct a few little things, address one or two things. Uh, first of all, I mentioned later that uh, Jotaro's Star Platinum does uh, Starfinger on uh, Forever in this episode, and that is actually, that does happen in the manga, but uh, Star Platinum kind of flicks a uh, gold button using long star fingers. Uh, so a little bit different, but um, Star Platinum does use Starfinger uh, again in this arc. Uh, we talk later after reading some uh, listener emails. We talk about the length of animes, and I get them all wrong pretty much. Um, Death Note is 37 episodes long. Full Metal Alchemist is 51 episodes. Uh, Monster is 74 episodes, and Dragon Ball Z is a whopping 291. Uh, also, there's a bunch of movies and OVAs. Uh, Love Hina and Negima are a standard uh, 26. Uh, also, Sinister is left in Latin, not French. In French, it's squash, I think. Something like that. Um, anyway, that's it. That's all I really wanted to say. Thank you for listening. Keep writing. We got, I think, one or two messages after this episode. So uh, if you wrote in and didn't hear yourself, uh, you will. We will read your stuff next time. Thank you. Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and joined as always, am I by... Miles. And I'm Jackie. They they have the voices wrong. <laughs> the higher one is Jackie, the lower one is Miles. Uh, and this week... Miles. I'll just say what we're going to be doing this week right away. We're going <laughs> to be doing two things. We're going to be talking about the third episode of the Stardust Crusader OVAs, the one from the 2000s. Uh, which is Silver Chariot and Strength. Uh, and then we're going to be reading uh, listener emails and such at the end. Uh, we don't have enough for an entire mailbag episode, but half of it. And that's your fault, readers. Okay, we don't have readers. That's your fault, listeners. There you go. I say viewers, you say readers. Jackie, what do you think our fan base is? Um, uh, dogs. Oh, I know what they are. Okay. They're fucking nerds. That's true. I hope they are. True. Remember, if you're not a nerd, you wouldn't be listening to this. Damn, it's true. Hashtag damn, it's true. Anyway. Uh, so, remember that you can find us on iTunes if you didn't already. JoJo's Bizarre Podcast. You can tweet to us. You can already be like, this show sucks. Uh, Twitter.com slash JJBpod. You can also email us jojo's bizarre pod at gmail.com uh and also you can like us on soundcloud if you want but rating us five stars on itunes is what we appreciate the most uh so we start this episode we now have a pretty full crew we've got joseph joestar who was a big martial arty guy we've got abdul who's no longer his manservant i've decided we've got <laughs> what joseph's grandson jotaro who's I don't, I don't think that's full enough. Super cool. He's a bad three, kid. What? There's only three people in the beginning. Hang on. There's Kakyoin oh, right. as well. I forgot Kakyoin. Who has weird earrings and puts snakes in people's buttholes. Um, oh, what do yeah. his earrings look like? His earrings are like um, these sort of 
bent metal rods that have ball bearings on the end. Oh yes, the one. So it, to me, it looks like he's an alien. Yes. Okay. He looks like a real Miki Taka, if you know what I'm saying. Miki Taka, yeah. Miki Taka, Miki Taka. Keep practicing that that uh, that jogging. <laughs> Is it offensive to call what you do jogging? No. You're not like I'm a runner. I'm a jogger. Jogging. Yeah. <laughs> what you do? Um. So right away they get in. I do other stuff. They get in a uh, aeroplane, speed and it wagon. says "speed wagon" in huge letters, which is a reference to the Speed Wagon Foundation. I immediately thought of Speed Swagon. Thank you. I um. Uh, I donated my whole tax return to the Speed Wagon Foundation. Wow, that's great. How did you do that? I don't know. I just gave all my money to this guy who said he was with the Speed Wagon Foundation. Was it a member of the REO Speed Wagon, the band? Do you think? I can't know that for sure, but I feel that my money's in good hands. So that's good. I'm glad you feel that way. I mean, I guess when I donate money, and I never do, I don't really know where I it do. ended up. I would love to see, like, you know, some doctor without borders being like, hey, Mark, <laughs> here's your $60 that we're giving for a vaccination. What if it backfires, though, and it's like the man we vaccinated and saved his life is now a murderer? Well, I'd be like, that's not my fault. It is your fault. It I is did, your fault. I, I didn't, no, I didn't donate money. You for saved a murderer. You've got, you've doesn't got, work that way. You've got blood on your hands. No, I don't. <laughs> if I donated to like teachers that educate people how to be genocidists or something, yes. But I just want to save the children. Anyway. Um, I thought it was funny that they had mentioned that they get in an airplane because they don't want to hurt any people or get in harm's way because Dio's followers will definitely pursue them anyway that they try to travel to Egypt. Um, How else would they have gotten there? Uh, well, they're, we'll find well, out. They're taking a private jet. They would have taken a, a, oh, like a full passenger flown on jet. Coach. Yeah. Which they actually did in the original comic and anime. They they, they get, flew on coach? Uh, I don't think they were in first class. I mean, they cut that out, right? Gray Fly should have happened by now. The guy with the mosquito. Which one was? I don't remember this. They're on a plane and there's a guy whose stand is the Tower of Gray. So, you know, tower being a, a tarot card and gray being a fucking color okay and it's like a fly and it like pierces people's tongues and like drags them around you don't remember this i don't remember there's one point he like flies through like a bunch of people's tongues on the plane like puts holes in all of them weird did they have a lot of like airplane jokes in there they're like oh this food am i right no they didn't oh (laughs) you're such a bad person um i don't remember this at all yeah and then that that plane goes down and uh yeah but in this case they take a private jet maybe they do take a private jet at some point in the uh, original manga, I don't remember, but I like that Joseph says that he's not comfortable in an airplane because of memories he had earlier, which he has at least two airplane incidents in his, in his life. When he was a very young boy, he had to like, he's like reading a comic book on a plane and then he has to like incapacitate the pilot and he and his like father or uncle jump off the plane. And then when he's an adult, he has to, during his like final battle, he's in an airplane that goes down, I think. Um. So I thought that was a cool little reference. I don't remember that airplane stuff. There's a few things you don't remember. I don't remember a lot of things. Because. The things that I do remember is that orangutan is a pervert. Yes. But they didn't make him a pervert in this. We didn't even get that far because they cut out so much stuff. Yeah. So they cut out the whole plane with Tower of Grey fucking up people's tongues. And Kakuin, by the way, is the one I think who saves the day in that that saga. He puts a snake up his butt. Is that how he does it? He shoves it right in his butthole. Um... (laughs) And uh, I just remember he uses Emerald Splash and somehow he traps him with his like snakes. Um, I don't remember much. I don't remember much before uh, Paul Nareff. 
Giants, okay. The team. Well, there's also a part where they go underwater, or they're they're in the water and they get pulled under by this guy who has the dark blue moon. So moon is another tarot card. Dark blue is a color. Um, he pulls them under, and that's where we first see um, Jotaro use um, Star Finger from Star Platinum. I was wondering where that came from. Yeah, I mean it's nonsense anyway. It's not like seeing what I'm talking about would help you. It's just like basically what we missed is in Dark Blue Moon and like imprisons him in like some something like some kind of hard rock. Mm-hmm. So he's sinking in the water, and then Dark Blue Moon starts to like slash at him. It's like in a whirlpool underwater, but he slashes at a part that like where Star Platinum's hand is free. And he just has like two fingers and he's like star finger and just two fingers like extend for some reason <laughs> like needles and stab the oh. stand. And so you're just kind of like, wait, star platinum can just extend parts of itself at will? And draw good. <laughs> so uh, yeah, and see far and yeah. Um, so I don't know if he does star finger on the orangutan. I don't think he does. I think they just decided to move that ability forward mm. when they could have skipped he it. He did cons- do it. No, no, no. I'm sorry. In the original comic, oh, I okay, mean, or okay, the okay. or the anime. So they could have just skipped the ability, considering it makes no sense. But I guess they wanted him to get out of something uh, with the Starfinger. Starfinger. Um, oh, I don't even remember him using Starfinger in this up in this. Yeah, when song. when um, well, we're gonna get ahead of our. <laughs> I don't remember anything. Well, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. So I'm we tired. so we missed that fight, and then they get on the boat, and there's a captain. Or the plane I think, crashes. I think, no, there's a fake captain. I think his name is Captain Tennille, by the way, which is a musical reference yes. to Captain and Tennille, right? Yes. Wait, what, what are you talking in about? The original, in we the did, original. We, we didn't have that. I'm just mentioning yeah, all the stuff we Yeah, there was like a crew. Yeah. There was like a crew on that ship. And oh. there's there's a captain, and I think he's the Dark Blue Moon stand user. He's like, I'm the captain, but he's not. He's impersonating the boat's captain. What's a captain in Tennille's song? Oh, they think he's. They think okay. that the boat's captain is the is the guy user. that turns out to be a stand user. I think. Sorry, listeners, if I'm wrong. Uh, this is from memory. I'm not. It, it's not feasible, really, for me to like have the whole printout of the real plot and try to remember this OVA from memory. Um, it would be if I had a printer and like a lot of time. If you worked harder, yeah. Basically, yeah, but... I remember. In this case, it'll give you something to do. Tell me everything I fucked up. Just like my parents. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just kidding. They're they're fairly supportive, mostly. Um, I, I, you don't want to look up a Captain Antonio song? You want... Uh, I'll do it. For a reference I'm not I even sure about? The only thing... It's not a Captain Antonio song, but I'm just thinking of that Elton John-like duet that's like, don't go breaking my heart, but that's not them. That's I Elton think that John sounds like them, though. Lame as hell, Yacht Rock? Yeah. Hey, that is funny. If he is Yacht Rock or they're Yacht Rock, they're on a boat in the in the manga. Is Lil Yachty uh, mm-hmm. Yacht Rock? No, oh. he's not. Sorry that's for that. Love. Yeah. love will keep us together. That's them. And also, is it? Mm-hmm. Also, oh. do that to me one more time. So lame ass Yacht Rock bullshit. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, love it. I like Love Will Keep Us Together. That song is cute. It sounds like a BG song, kind of actually. So that's not really. No, I don't know. it doesn't. Maybe sound. it is. Well, I also, I like some Yacht Rock. Christopher Cross, Ride Like the Wind. Mm. That's a good ass song. Did you say mm? Mm. 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 But, um. Really just getting any musical reference out, I can. Although, I actually have plenty for what? this episode. Yeah, I have questions about the musical Jackie, references. Jackie, would you say what to? They did a Spanish song, apparently. Mm-hmm. Were they called Capitan and Tenille? I don't know. <laughs> Capitan ah! y Tenille. Tenille. Anyway, anyway, that's enough of Captain and Tenille. Later, we're on a boat. The second half of this podcast is us just doing Captain and Tenille karaoke. Yes. Um, so, they're on a boat. 
and there's a few things. Yeah. Well, okay, they're on a raft after the, after the plane they're in went down. We forgot to mention that. Yeah. The, the plane down. crashed. Why did it crash, by the way? I think an, it just An crashed. engine blew up. That's oh. it. They, yeah, they didn't really explain it. You're, I was wondering. I was like, oh, which Dio follower was it? Did they... I mean, it's just the plane. It just... Just bad planes. It just happened. Like, when he went to the, the uh, captain's cockpit, I was like, oh, is Tower of Grey here? But they were just, like, stressed out people. <laughs> they were yeah. just, like, <laughs> innocent Speedwagon Foundation members that they're were like, like, oh, oh no. crap. And so the plane goes down, but it's only one engine, so like they were able to land pretty safely in the water. And they're in a lifeboat raft thingy. And this huge fucking boat emerges from the fog. This like enormous freighter. And the ramp extends out of it. And Abdul is like, well, that's weird. Nobody came out to like greet us or wave us in. Uh, but they go in because they have no choice. They were hoping somebody would rescue them. Um, they start exploring the ship and it's completely fucking empty. Joseph notes that the windows for where the the captain would be i don't know what you call that room like the pilot room uh were completely like fogged over and dirty there's no way they would have been able to see them but they did shoot a flare gun so you'd be able to notice a bright orange red flame anyway True. especially if you're a ghost yeah ghosts are good at that there's no ghosts on board here um so the whole that's, sh- that's next uh arc yeah um <laughs> so the whole ship empty ghost ship thing that is like scary and deadly is not a reference to the movie Ghost Ship uh, because it came out way later. What about Ghost Dad? It's a reference to Death Ship, a movie that came out, I want to say, 1980. But either way, it's actually a reference to a real-life event of the boat called Mary Celeste. They say that. Don't they say that? Do they? I don't remember. Yeah, they do. They say it disappeared in, like, the Bahamas or something, right? Oh. I I, I was probably taking notes at the time. Mm. Um. Yeah, it's a boat. Good for you. It was sailing from New York to Genoa, and they just found it with nobody on board. A lifeboat was missing, but none of their personal belongings were disturbed, and none of the crew or passengers were ever heard from again. I don't like that. I don't Never heard from again. Too scary. And a lot of, in the OVA at least, not the manga so much or the anime, a lot of the uh, boat's interiors and design are a reference to Death Ship, which is a movie that basically made a horror movie out of Mary Celeste. Um, I don't want to watch that movie. Thanks to the JoJo Wiki for all the knowledge that I don't have. Um, so they're exploring this boat, and it is scary and empty, and no one should have been able to see them. And listeners, if you haven't seen Stardust Crusaders, just take a guess at what they find. Go ahead. I'll wait. <laughs> Whatever it is, it's wrong. They find an orangutan. <laughs> you idiots. In a cage. <laughs> Yes. Um, one of the Speedwagon guys goes to like touch it and I was like oh he's fucking dead because mm-hmm. first of all he's an expendable uh, cast member at this point yeah he's some no name asshole yeah he's a red shirt from Star Trek basically wait speaking of expendable I want to make a, a random prediction now okay just want to get it on the record I feel that Abdul dies why do you feel that way I don't know he just he just seems too like cocky and it seems like seems he- cocky yeah. Uh, I guess he does talk about his flames and whatnot. Yeah. And, um, like, it seems like he'd be a good person who would die and they'd be sad about it and then rally around his death. Mm. That is a good line of thinking. We'll see what happens. But we'll see what happens. Right. <laughs> um, little does Miles know. He dies. Uh, Miles dies on this podcast. <laughs> Miles oh, dies. Oh, no. <laughs> Just watching Abdul and, like, fire bursts out of the TV. <laughs> Um, so where was I? Yeah. So they find an orangutan and the orangutan ta- taps at the lock. Oh yeah. So the, the speed wagon guy goes to touch it and cock you in. And I was like, yes, has like useless knowledge 
about the orangutan. He's <laughs> like, an orangutan has the strength of five men. It could easily rip your arm off. And the speed wagon guy's like, ugh. Um, I was surprised he didn't go into like extreme detail. JoJo's is like, like pop-up video, but the people actually yeah. say it. <laughs> They're like, oh, did you know? Yeah. Which is what I want in life, really. <laughs> um, so they explore the ship some more. They're like, whatever, orangutan in a cage. They're not going to free him, right? What are they going to do with that? There's a lot missing from this arc that they did adapt in the anime. Like, they, they're on the ship for a lot longer. Weird shit is happening slowly instead of it kind of happening all at once like it does later. And the orangutan is a pervert. It lures a girl or a woman into the shower, right, Jaggy? What I woman? don't remember. I just remember that the orangutan is a pervert, but it, I don't remember. Okay, so something else we skipped, actually. Before even the Dark Blue Moon fight underwater, they went to fucking Singapore. They skipped an entire country. Oh. They, they fly to Singapore, and they meet a little girl. Do you remember this? I do remember they the little girl. They think it's a boy, and then someone touches her and realizes it's a girl. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I think I think that's this. And I, I read recently, and I didn't see any real source to back it up, but somebody on Twitter basically said that um, the girl character that keeps like persisting in Stardust Crusaders, the manga, her plot doesn't really go anywhere. She just eventually just leaves. She's just sort of like a nuisance. And apparently yeah. it was the editors wanted to add her to the comic. And Araki was like, yeah, whatever. And he just like would add her, but then he like ditched her. But then she came back. Mm-hmm. I assumedly just because the editors were like, you don't have any like levity. There's no women in the fucking crew. Like fucking add a little girl. But then he just didn't do anything with I her. I think she was cool, but annoying. I think yeah, that's she, was, was. she was fine, but just nothing yeah. really happened. It was just sort of a waste. Like, yeah. Eh. Um, anyway, so the orangutan at some point, though, in the original um, lures uh, some girl into the shower because he wants to look at her naked. Um because that's right, it's a pervert orangutan. Hmm. And if you think about it, though, I mean, orangutans are probably perverts, right? If they were smart enough, they would just want to see you naked. Oh, yeah, and they missed all... Because that orangutan was really smart, and they kind of, like... They didn't really show that, I think. Yeah, they just showed him reading a book. Oh, they showed him reading? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, he... I don't know. They made a big point of it. He, oh, they he did? Was, okay. He was really... Well, in, not in this, but in the, in, the sh- in the show that we watched previously. He was, like, really smart, and... I don't remember what he did, but they showed him like acting like a human, Ooh. kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is no there. There's a bunch of um characters and chapters. There's a bunch of things that are named when the comic comes out in the weekly like Japanese uh, magazine that it's distributed in. And he changes later. Like originally, I think this arc was called like the Mysterious Boat and the Ape. And then it was renamed to, like, Strength, um, which is the, the name of his uh, stand. Hmm. But do you guys want to know? So the originally, this orangutan had no name. It's just, as you notice here, he's, the orangutan can't talk anyway. Yeah. I'm... And he didn't last that long. So many years later, in the art book where he explains all the stands that he's ever, ever written about, Araki gives him a name. Whatever. Would you guys like to guess what the orangutan's name is? It's a musical reference it is a musical reference the monkeys that's a good one but no (laughs) okay i'll give you a hint it is a one word rap album title one word uh illmatic no that would be cool (laughs) 
<laughs> Illmatic, the orangutan. Uh, Damn by Kendrick Lamar. That would be insane because the art book came out five years ago and Damn came out a few months ago. The, the ape's name, is it ape or a monkey orangutan? Uh, Listeners? B- Big Willie style. That's no, no, three no. words. Unless, uh, oh. did, you, did you write it as one word? Big Willie style. Yeah. Willennium. It's forever. Ooh. It's forever is the name of the, the orangutan, which is a Wu-Tang album from 97. Oh, shit. Someone in the JoJo Wiki okay. comments named Brizen two years ago pointed out that what's interesting is that Araki named the orangutan after an album that hadn't come out when the orangutan was first drawn. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because he named it retroactively, he could mm-hmm. use all this music that came out, you know, 10 yeah. years after the comic started. Wu-Tang forever. So it's actually really cool. If you, if you like like these little tidbits of trivia, look on the JoJo wiki and see like chapter names, character names, they get changed retroactively. Stands can be renamed or whatever. Like I when. will do that. Yeah. I don't think you will actually. I think you're full of shit. No, I'm going to do it. Wu-Tang would have been good. It rhymes with orangutan. Wu-Tang uh. the orangutan. Wu-orangutan. A little oh, bit. Oh, orangutan. Wu-orangutan. Wu-orangutan. Orang-Wu-Tang. Uh, um, oh and here's a quote on his wiki page that jotaro says to forever in english you're not a normal monkey are you (laughs) that's just translated i don't know how he says it in uh apparently he's in service of dio he does call him in this uh, episode he calls him you stinking ape that's it yeah i want to know why is he in service to dio Uh, maybe dio was like you like titties right Get you all the but human that, titties but you, you want. But you don't get that in, in what we just saw. Yeah. You don't get a lot in what we just saw. Yeah. We Did haven't you, even talked about Polnareff. We went to Singapore. Yeah, we're not there yet. I'm about to get there. Do you want to talk about Polnareff? Um, so what I noticed was uh, I thought his earrings were uh, broken hearts in mm-hmm. the original. And yeah. in this, they just look like broken semicircles. Like cookies. I guess they yeah. fucked up. Yeah, they're supposed to be half hearts. It didn't look like hearts. They looked like a like a half circle with like. Oh, they fucked up. Or yeah, it looked yeah, like it a circle like that was like because he's like a French lover, but hmm. like Pepe Le Pew. Yeah, but not as rapey. Um, we'll see. There's no. Well, women. What's with the chair noise? What are you doing? I don't know. It's your chair. Well, you're like. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, Jackie, do you want to cover this part of the the plot? Uh, no. Okay. I do not. They're so, running around on the ship and they run uh, into Polnareff. I, my notes say Polnareff is here being French. That's what I... Because there was like French-ass <laughs> a- music. Accurate. Because there was French-ass yeah, music right. and there was like this like dinner set for who? Nobody? I don't know. For him and the orangutan? Why is he on this boat? Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, there is no explanation why he's on this boat. Polnareff was originally met... I don't know if he was in Singapore or one of the countries that are on land. He's not on this boat originally. He also originally has a flesh bud in planted in him like kakyoin oh yeah um i'm gonna get into eh. but basically they they are they're looking at the orangutan and they're moving around the ship eventually they hear this like waltz this sounds like a like an accordion sort of waltzy music it's very creepy it's, it's french it's french and they walk and they see this big banquet hall and it's like filled with food on the table and the the jukebox is playing the waltz music they he's, find out he's reuniting um uh, reuniting, recreating uh, Be Our Guest from Beauty and the Beans, oh. which takes place in France. Did you say Beauty and the Beans? Beauty and the... <laughs> <laughs> That's an entirely different movie. She just dates a can of Goya. That, that takes place in Mexico, but Beauty and the Beast. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. This uh, week's sponsor is Goya. Goya. They're um they're good. It's, uh, I mean, you know. I like to buy Goya beans because um, you don't need a can opener to open them. Really? Yeah, they've got the... Like the soda can, oh, the, so you could just peel off. Like spam? Does spam have that? I think spam has that. 
You eat spam? I mean, I have eaten spam. Chef Boyardee has that sometimes. Oh, yeah. Because spam? It's like cracking open a warm no. one. Oh, they got the like the, the easy peel the, off top. The pop yeah, top. Yeah, yeah, That's better that way. Raindrop. Anyway. What? <laughs> Nothing. Bad and bougie starts with, uh, anyway. Oh, okay. Anyway, thanks, Goya. Thanks, Goya. And thanks, Migos, for sponsoring this episode. Migos. <laughs> I thought they It's were, more than one person. <laughs> I thought those guys were homophobes. Are they? Yeah, one of their members came out. And then they were mad at him or something. Ew. Aww. This has been... Ew to the, the, them not liking him real fast. This is the pop culture podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shaming Migos. Yeah. <laughs> Three annoying people. Maybe they're the ones who are bad and bougie. Maybe they're bad. Maybe they are bougie. They probably are now. They're bad and bougie. What if there was a stand called bad and bougie? Oh. oh. By the way, just... I don't want to spoil anything, but like the recent comics, there the, is a the musical references have gotten very recent. Not yes. that recent. I, I'm not reading the current Ricky stuff, Martin, but like a few years ago. <laughs> uh, no, not to my knowledge, but that would be funny. But there's like some musical references where I'm like, Araki, what do you listen to? <laughs> <laughs> Clean up your Spotify, dude. He started listening to like whatever's. Does he have kids? I don't even want to tell you. I don't know that he does. He is married. Can I follow Araki? It's on probably Spotify? just a beard. Oh, that'd be dope. Um, oh, anyway. beard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just sort of a running suspicion, you know. JoJo's is gay. Yeah, it is. So, anyway, moving on. Um, so there's this weirdo guy sitting in a chair on in this big banquet hall, full of food and an accordion. And the guy, how do we describe him? Well, he's wearing like a tube top. Yep. Which has like one strap that goes like over his shoulder. His hair looks like guile. His hair kind of looks like Guile. He actually from Street Fighter. From Street Fighter, he's actually kind of the inspiration for Benny Maru, a King of Fighters character. Oh. To the point where, supposedly for a while, maybe even still, developers over at SNK called Benny Maru Polnareff behind the scenes. Anyway, uh, Pol- what is Polnareff for reference to? Michael Polnareff, some kind of pop artist that I don't know anything by. I'm gonna Google him up. Michael Polnareff. He's probably. I think he's a French artist too, actually. Oh, Jean Pierre is just a fucking French ass name. He was like, let's let's French it up. That's what yeah. he thought. It's like if he made a, a French ass name. Like if he made a character John Springsteen. <laughs> by the way, the other the other night I was at the Stone Pony, which by the way, super super cool venue. I've but been there. I didn't have the guts to do it, but I wanted to in between songs turn to my friend and go, "Hey, do you think Bruce Springsteen ever played here?" But I, I couldn't do it. He just shows up there sometimes, though. That's the thing is he plays there all the time, and that yeah. was like where he, I guess, started or something. Yes, I understood that that's what the joke I'm, was. I'm not telling you, Miles, and you know that. I didn't get it. I'm telling the listeners. So there's like there's I like mean. tons of pictures of Bruce Springsteen Don't everywhere. Don't fucking condescend. I know everything about Miles, Bruce Springsteen. I'm not, Mar- I'm not Mark, even turned to you right now. I read his book. I'm talking to my wife. Did you really? Yeah. You read- it's pretty good. Is it called like How to Be it's a Boss? Called, it's obviously called Born to Run. Oh... It's not called Tramps Like Us? No, that'd be good too, though. That's a Bruce Springsteen cover band that plays at the Stone Pony. I've read two books called this Born to Run. This is the New Jersey podcast. <laughs> Let's talk about Taylor Ham for an hour. By the way, if you don't know what Taylor Ham is... It's pork roll. It's not pork roll. Uh, you can look it up and be underwhelmed. It's it's just like... It's like ham. Anyway. It's like, it's like circular bacon. Because it's not... But it's, that's Canadian bacon is like circular. But it's like less healthy than Canadian bacon. It's even less healthy than Canadian bacon. It's sort of like, uh, it's almost like English bacon. I had a bunch of English bacon while in the Canary Islands. That was English bacon. It's just like hammy. Is it like bacon? (laughs) 
And that, and that ends this sidebar. Um, so Polnareff also, tube top, one strap, jacked, got tall hair that's gray, uh, half heart earrings. But they are but they don't look like but hearts here. In the OVA, they just kind of look like broken circles. Yeah. Um, Disappointing. And you hear some Polnareff t- song titles? Sure. All right. Why don't you play some into the mic? Play a song right in the mic. Do you have a song or no? No, I want to try to pronounce these song titles. All right. This is a single. Excited. La Pope Kifagne. That's great. Uh, this is a weird one. Mm-hmm. Love me, please love me. That's an. That, why is that weird? Uh, Just because it's called "Please Love Me." <laughs> For God's sake, somebody love me. Here's another crazy one. <laughs> ta 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 ta. <laughs> this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have to hear it. Um, sorry, France. Anyway, um, so uh, as far as w- where the food came from and the jukebox and stuff, I don't think that's Polnareff. I don't think he like imported a bunch of food onto the boat, which, yes, it does make you wonder, like, so the boat's an illusion. Sorry, spoilers for later. It's an illusion to what? No, Miles, you know what I meant. Illusion. I-L-L. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you really think I meant illusion? No. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it is an allusion to Mary Celeste, the brigadine vanished uh, the, the vote. But. This is Love Me, Please Love Me, by the way. Why don't you play it in the mic? What, this mic? Oh, you can hear it a lot better when I hear it. Do you that. know where the speaker is? It's on the bottom. There you go. Turn it towards the microphone. I have heard this. I haven't heard this. Because I looked it up once being like, who the fuck? I like it. It's pretty good. It's not bad. Just a sad French dude. It's not in English. Oh, we don't like it. We don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) Get this out of here. By the way, I don't know if we have any French listeners, but Jackie, what are your thoughts on the French language? No, I don't want to tell them. Anyway, um, <laughs> this is a message to our not, French listeners. Sacre bleu. I don't like the French language. I think it sounds dumb. Jackie doesn't like it. Jackie is a biased Spanish speaker and she... Well, I speak English too. Also speak English. <laughs> well, my, 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 my point was that Spanish is a romance language and so yeah. is French. But it sounds I very like Spanish, different. I like Italian. I like Portuguese. I like... Um, Romanian maybe. Uh, maybe Romanian. I like also randomly Polish. She likes random romance <laughs> languages. And also Polish. A Slavic language, <laughs> but not French. <laughs> we were watching The Simpsons in French. We were in France. There are reasons. No Polnareff there, though. Anyway, um, we have not fucked. We've like really strayed from getting to it. Polnareff reveals his stand at some point. They're like, who the fuck are you? And yet, I just, how did he get on that boat? Did he like turn to the orangutan? He's like, okay, make the boat happen. And he like had to stand there with all his like frozen food that he brought on the boat. And then was like, <laughs> let me set the table and the candles and what song should I play? Um, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's just that, that, that the boat can manifest stuff because it's like a haunted type of boat. But anyway, Polnareff shows his stand, Silver Chariot. The boat is his stand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which in the OVA, at least, this is our first exposure to a stand where the color comes first. Like Araki suddenly read an English lesson. It was like, oh, fuck. Like <laughs> hermit purple isn't right. I should do purple hermit. But now he does a silver chariot. It's not a chariot, by the way. It is not a silver. It is not a chariot. But I don't think the chariot of tarot is a chariot either. Whoa, whoa, what? I don't know. Anyway, so. What wh- is it then? How would you describe silver cha- silver chariot? It's a humanoid uh, with a like. What is it called? Like a like, like a foil, foil or yeah, an epi? Yeah, yeah. An epi pen? No. For uh, 
and he's wearing uh, armor. Like he, he has a helmet slung over, low over his face, and he has tired-looking eyes. Yeah, he just he's just like eyes and yeah. yeah. He's a lot of upper body strength, but skinny. Yeah, Little, as a swords tiny, as a swordsman would be right. Small a, waist, a swords person, and he's very deft with a sword, so much so that he can deflect fire. Right, because this now becomes the Abdul and Polnareff uh, show showdown. Mm-hmm. Everybody uh, else is just like. We're not gonna. Yeah, they're just like, hang well, up on let's, him. Let's see where this goes. Yeah, I don't want to fuck with this guy. That sword is fast. So they 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 don't really fight so much as just show off to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which means they're gonna fuck. At what point? Very common pairing. At one one point, they they do um, Polnareff um, creates multiple of. That's his... later. That's later. Sorry. Oh, nice. I was just gonna say that Abdul shows a bunch of fire, <laughs> and then Polnareff shows that he can like whisk away the fire with his foil, and then he like flings it at a overturned table. Which makes a clock out of fire, and he ruins the meal. He's like, when the when that clock hits twelve, you will die. Which it's like, how are you going to make the clock tick? Is he going to have to be fighting, and then all of a sudden be like, Ugh, let me fling more fire so that it appears that it's been one hour or whatever? It's just sort of a weird plan. Just an empty gesture. At some point, Abdul basically breaks the clock by showing that he can manipulate fire. Like it's not like he just throws the fire out there and it's out of his control. He can manipulate flames even after they're already burning something. Um, and then Polnareff is like, yeah, but my sword is really fast. And he throws up five coins. You hear one like sh- like slash noise, and he's pierced all five flaming coins. And cool. Joseph comments on this. Cool. It's pretty cool. Um, then Polnareff gets up and is like, why don't we go to a bigger room? No one murders him. He's just like, let's go to a bigger room so we can fight. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Everyone's super cash. Um, and they go, they go to this big room. It looks like a Pokemon gym. Oh, it does? I don't, I don't know. know. It just looks like that to me. It's like this giant flat platform with lights and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, basically, they, they, I don't know. They go back and forth. <laughs> Abdul throws some fire. Fucking Polnareff, like, flings it back. Oh, po- uh, mm. Abdul, at one point, tries to use so much fire that he hurts himself. Uh, he throws fire at Polnareff, and he slashes away, which makes a floor in, which mm, it makes a hole in the floor. Remember that. Then Why? just shut up, dude. I'll tell you. <laughs> Abdul then eventually uses Crossfire Hurricane, which is a musical reference. Crossfire. No, I no. Was born get caught up in the crossfire hurricane. Crossfire. Crossfire. You just you just you just talked over Miles getting it right. Well, I started singing before Miles. Wait, what is that? Crossfire. It's like an crossfire. ad for Crossfire, right? Yeah. <laughs> It's an ad for Hot Wheels Crossfire. Re- no, 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 no. Not for Hot Wheels. Oh. It's, it's a game it's where a you good. shoot like metal balls at oh. each other. Crossfire. It reminds me of the melody for like, for Whip It. <laughs> you, you must crossfire. You get caught up in the Whip It. <laughs> um, no, it's, a, it's actually an advertisement for the political talk show Crossfire. Um, anyway. So now does Polnareff have the multiple dust? Jerry. We're almost there. Uh, okay. Abdul throws. Wait, I don't actually know what song it is. I was born on a cross. Oh, it's Jumpin' Jack Flash yeah. by the Rolling Stones. Jumpin' Jack Flash. Good it's song. Not a big Stones fan, but I, it's a good song. I'm a big Stones fan. Okay. Like of just rocks? Yeah. Or, or the actual band? I'm a geologist. Oh, my God. Can you tell me what schist is? Schist, it's like, uh, it, it's a, um, uh-huh. like, a, yep. you know, when, um, yep. uh, you have, you have the, uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> so he makes a Rolling Stones reference, which it's the only time I could think of, well, at least thus far, an attack being named after 
a musical lyric like that. But it's pretty dope. He shoots a big flaming onk, basically, like or flames in the shape of an onk. Onk. Uh, Abdul also has a necklace full of onks. It's almost onk. like is this character Egyptian? He might be. He just might really like Egypt. <laughs> he shoots the onk at he, Polnareff. He better be Egyptian. And otherwise, he's really appropriating their yeah. fucking symbol. Um, Polnareff kind of goes into like a Christ-like pose, almost like he volunteers to be in this like flame cross. Um, and then he's just burning. And they're like, anyway, they act like it's over. He's smoldering off in the corner. But then all of a sudden, uh, something Which happens. Which is cocky. It's oh, because Abdul turns around? Like, he's done. Oh, uh, right. Just forget it. Um, I forget how exactly, but suddenly... Oh, yeah. Polnareff is up in the air. And they're like, what? And he does a thing that I think later became kind of a... Not a catchphrase, but a pull quote, which is him going, bravo, oh, bravo. Um, and they're like, how is he in the air? And his stand is holding him up, which I think like every humanoid stand can do. I guess nobody thought of it yet because we see a bunch do it later in part four. Um but he also shows off that his stand is a lot skinnier now. It lost all its armor mm. because what Polnareff did was... It looks great. When uh, <laughs> he's doing... <laughs> what are you doing? Some kind of CrossFit? Um, Crossfire. He's doing <laughs> Crossfire. <laughs> Very good. Um, it, and this makes no sense to me, right? It's supposed to be that every part of your stand is an... And this is completely bullshit broken, but every part of a, your humanoid stand is like an analog for a part of your body. So... Abdul sets Polnareff on fire and he reveals while he's up in the air that, oh, my stand popped all its armor off. So you weren't really burning me. You were burning my stand's armor. But it's like, well, no, none of your skin popped off, dude. Like, it's not like like a snake shedding its like skin. You were like, like, <laughs> came off your this, body. Isn't this the first like arc of stands? So yeah. the rules yeah. aren't that established yet? They're not that established anytime right we, we watched <laughs> that's fucking true. killer queen just be like also i manipulate air mm. um but no you're right i mean there's definitely more flimsiness here because he's starting to kind of and and we should say i think maybe I th- um maybe his dick fell off i don't know why i paused to let you talk <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i said it did i say it last week basically that we're really too harsh on Araki because he writes this week by week. Did, True. I, did I say this last time? Yeah. Because like, I think we lose sight of that sometimes. This is not a movie that's written years in advance or something that's written. like He was for like at, not 30 years because recently he slowed down, but like for decades he was writing this every week. Like shit, 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 shit. Just himself. <laughs> no, uh, the assistants just did color. You know what stuff. though? Nobody made him do that. He could have taken his time. No, he couldn't. He had a schedule. It's a weekly. He could have done anything else. He could have been an accountant. Yeah, like George R.R. R. Martin. Lawyer. Yeah, he could be George R.R. R. Martin, who people hate for taking way too fucking long. <laughs> could write a chapter. He's a like, how do I make the decade. most depressing uh, book possible? George Double R. Martin, another Jersey guy. Yeah, George R. Martin. Um, anyway. This week's sponsor is New Jersey. <laughs> it's fine. New Jersey. Yeah, we're getting rid of Christie. It's fine. Um, political. Although that's not really a political statement at this point, right? Nobody likes him. Well, it's also, he's, it's, it's term limits. So like, <laughs> Maher doesn't know politics. <laughs> anyway, um, fucking completely off. So yeah, basically Polnareff reveals that his stand is holding him up in the air and it's also lost all its armor. So it's really fast. And so Abdul's like, well, you shed your armor to survive, but now I could burn you really easily. And he's like, that's right. He's like, but that's impossible because I'm way too fast now. And then his stand starts to spin around him really fast and it produces these after images. So it looks like he has like seven fucking silver chariots. 
And then he just says, he just sort of decides that these aren't just illusions, they are physical after effects. Yeah. Meaning that they literally are there. They are seven thingies. Oh. It makes no sense. Um, so Abdul, uh, some some silver chariots jump there's at a, him. There's a Mario RPG boss, right? That's like Yuridovich. Yes. Yeah. Clones yes. itself and you attack the wrong one and you, you go, ah. You gotta attack the right one. Uh, apparently there's a way to tell really easily. It also happens in Ocarina of Time. There's four ghosts. You only need to hit the one. I think it's an RPG thing. Anyway. If you ever, Mark, if you're ever um, like laid up and you like... For a period where you have nothing, absolutely nothing better to do, just make a super cut of all the times we go. It makes no sense. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> I don't have that much time. That's why I'm saying, if you ever like break your leg or yeah, fall down it an elevator no shaft, that or... would take so long. Nobody should have to do that. <laughs> um, the stand is is like cloned. Two of the silver chariots go after Abdul, and he burns them. But it doesn't affect anything. They just kind of burn away very quickly. And Polnareff's like, ha you hit two of the fakes. And I'm like, but what? so your stand can replicate itself? It's not just, what? Like, eh. Anyway. Eventually, though, Polnareff is like, but there's a special version of Crossfire Hurricane. Or as he calls it in that one moment, CFH. He's like, remember how I told you guys Crossfire Hurricane? Yeah, I'm going to say CFH. And you know what I mean. <laughs> it's like a, Did that happen in the actual Japanese? Uh, I think yeah, so. Yeah, he said CFH. Yeah. Oh. Which is a thing that I think Araki does, a lot of Japanese stuff does, because it takes them forever to write out all the fucking kana for this shit. Mm. So, I don't know why I said that. It would probably take just as long to write it in English. Um, you know, it's like a like a Wikipedia article. As soon as it gives you the full name, it's like, we're going to use the acronym here on out. Um, hate acronyms. You love them. Technically, these are initialisms. Acronyms can be pronounced. Mm. Like scuba. Thanks for that, Daddy. I decided not to make that distinction except to nerds like you. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Good night. Jackie. I'm okay. Go. Okay. So Abdul's like, I have a special version of Crossfire Hurricane. And they're like, okay, cool. Um, And he's like, throw more flames. But then all of a sudden, from the hole that Polnareff made that I told you to remember, Ah. a big flaming onk just surprises Polnareff. Why did you tell us to remember that? Because right now it's used. Oh. Polnareff made the hole and then Abdul has big fire come out of it and it starts burning him and nice. then Polnareff is now just on the ground on fire seemingly not really hurt that fast by it it's just sort of on him super cash he's he just sh- like he should be mm. dying Abdul throws him a knife and he's like it must be painful to burn to death why don't you use this to kill yourself I thought that was a cool move and it was very cool I wonder if he's like I get to use this dagger <laughs> yes 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 and Polnareff takes it and is going to act like he's going to throw it at, at Abdul as a last minute. Eh. But then he's like, no, I will burn to death in honor as a tribute to you, my opponent. Burn to death gracefully. I will. Yeah, burn to death gracefully. Burning to death is pretty cool, actually. Um, some monks think so. Anyway. Uh. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not m- making fun of them. I mean, you know, it is impressive to burn to death. I don't know what they stood for, but it's a thing. Sorry. It sounds scary. It sounds awful. Anyway, Abdul immediately sets out. He snaps his fingers and the fire goes out um, because he's like, wait a minute. He's like, this chivalry, and he like defines it, is not <laughs> something that one of Dio's followers would have. Because this whole point, this whole time, they haven't really explained, we didn't mention it either, that uh, Polnareff was motivated by Dio to chase the, this group of people. 
Um, I'll get into how I think this should have worked later, but he didn't have a flesh bud implanted in him like Kakyoin did. Yeah. In the manga, he did. It was two people that had flesh buds that once they take the flesh bud out, they're like, okay, let's be friends. Um, Which made more sense than Koichi just being friends with everybody who tries to kick his ass or, or fucking hurt his family. You're saying like all the people that attacked Koichi should have been like hypnotized and then when they kill them then they can be friends because they're normal people that's the only acceptable way to be friends with someone who has um, Co- yeah. stabbed you in the back koichi is a coward <laughs> yeah he is a little baby boy anyway but he's our baby boy. the reason i'm on this podcast is originally i was attacking you but i had a flesh bud mm-hmm. right once we pulled it out you were like I too am seeking listeners. Yeah, but if you didn't, if you didn't have that uh, flesh blood excuse, flesh bud excuse, um, I don't know where you'd we would have kicked your ass. They would have, would have burned you to death. Would have murdered me. Um, so you out the window. Abdul extinguishes the flame, and he's all like burning and stuff. And, and before Jotaro and people were like, "Man, he'll be burned to death. He won't be able to stand up for weeks or whatever." Anyway, um, so he's then lying there with this like heavy duty sunburn. <laughs> like it's a like it's a baseball like. Like he's at a rough workout. Like, wow, you're going to feel that tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Um, not nearly burned enough. His hair is still very flat and tall. Mm. And now the two Speedwagon guys come in. And they're like, what's going on? And they're like, don't worry. We got rid of uh, the threat. The enemy is defeated. And one of them's like, cool. Oh, God. Basically. <laughs> they both just die immediately. Yeah. One guy gets like this random hook that's in the room they're in. I guess it's like a cargo transportation thingy. This big hook just swings and hooks him in the fucking jaw and picks him up and takes him away. It's like Final Destination or some shit. Do you think he's shit. dead? No, no, no. He shows up later. Don't oh, worry. Okay. Yeah, he's, he gets a name and everything. Thank God. Um, <laughs> then they're like, what the fuck caused that to happen? And then all of these random like bolts from the metal side of the ship, almost like uh, the fucking pylon guy, the bolts just mm. shoot out of the walls. And Do you but, think it's a reference to the pylon guy? No, that would be the wrong way time flows. Oh. Um. Everyone kind of ducks except the last speedwagon guy who gets shot in the head with a bolt. Do you think he dies? Yeah. Okay. Don't ask that. Uh, Jotaro doesn't dodge. He catches it with Star Platinum because he's cool. Um, and who then dodges? Nerds dodge. Star Platinum then watches the bolt fall to the ground. And then the bolt kind of like moves. And it then rolls towards a wall. And out from the wall, which now is like opening, like it's kind of like liquidy. It's like being pushed through emerges guess who it's your boy a fucking <laughs> orangutan and it's an orangutan that they didn't really why don't you start the podcast like that it's your boy uh, it's mark. your boy mark um it's an orangutan wearing a sailor's outfit a sailor which is captain. adorable i loved it why does he he doesn't need to wear that he doesn't need to do that but he's like i'm the captain motherfucker he's like i'm the captain now there you go <laughs> And the, 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 the bolt rolls towards him and then it becomes a pipe. So, and I think this is actually smart. The OVA quickly shows that the ape is the one manipulating the ship because the bolt comes to him and then he reforms it to something else. So mm-hmm. it, without needing to explain it all away, basically the ape is the one manipulating the ship. Um, he then shows and us he off. he likes pipes. And he likes to smoke, don't we all? No. Every day. It's like when Charlton Heston realizes that he, manipulate- he was on Earth all along. Oh. Oh my god. Did you just spoil the Ten Commandments? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what other Charlton Heston movies are there? Um, There's all those <laughs> NRA commercials. Yeah, from my cold dead hands. Remember that? Yeah, well, he died, so. Did he die? Yeah, Charlton Heston's dead. Come on. Was he shot? 
God, I hope so. Irony is dead. Anyway, um, sorry about everything, listeners. Uh, the ape then does things to show that he's manipulating the ship. He has people sink into the ground yes. for Jotaro, or at least Star Platinum. He like covers him in metal. Which and I don't know if this happened in the original comic or if it's now trying to replace how Dark Blue Moon worked, where he's covered in rock. Star Platinum then uses Starfinger on the orangutan's forehead. It like pierces it, makes some blood. Head. And but then the orangutan gets angry and is like going to attack again. When suddenly he is split in half. Yay! And it's Silver Chariot. Polnareff is fine. He's a little roasty toasty, but he's fine. And Silver Chariot is like, yeah, I sliced that in half. If this was Diamond is Unbreakable, you'd get that. I think that's only if Josuke does it, though. I don't know if that's everyone's theme. Oh. Um, in the comic and anime, at some point they figure out the orangutan's doing it, and I think Star Platinum just punches the shit out of him. It's nice. Oro Oro a little bit. I think. Animals uh, have it rough. Yeah. Well, animal body count of uh, the stand saga, at least so far. How many do we have? Just. Uh, of this one? Yeah. I think just this orangutan. Trying to think. Did we, when he's fighting Kakuin, did we kill a bug or an animal or anything? I don't think so. Mm, I feel like we're missing something. Anyway. Um, was there a cat? There might have been a cat. In the manga, there was the, oh no, the fly was a stand. Anyway, um, probably other stuff was missed. Probably like 40 dogs were shot. Anyway, uh, 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 the ape is dead. Paul Naref is their friend. The he, boat. He got defeated really quickly, by yeah, the way. This, really this, quickly. It flew by. Like I said, in the in the comic, it was like a mystery. They're like, who is doing this? Why are people disappearing? It was cool. Minus the weird per- pervert shit. Although, I don't know. It is kind of funny that an orangutan wants to see uh, naked women. <laughs> I didn't hate well, it with a passion. What we didn't like about it is that it's an underage girl, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think it's like a teenager. Yeah. Well, um, she's anyway. like a preteen. I don't, I don't remember. What if the orangutan is a teenager? Oh, that's true. Totally legal now. Um, okay. So they, they slash the orangutan in half, and then the boat start, starts to sort of flop apart. And there's this weird transition in the OVO where suddenly they're on a boat, and they're like, so the enemy was using this boat? What they don't really describe is, so stands that modify, and I think I mentioned this in part four, stands that modify existing objects uh, can be seen by non-stand users. Um, the reason why this exception has to exist is because otherwise the speedwagon guys would be like, what the fuck are you looking at? What are we standing on? Mm. A stand. What just stabbed me in the head? Mm. Um, so basically the boat goes back to normal. It's just this little speed boat. They're all riding on it, trying to get back to wherever. And they're talking to Polnareff. And Polnareff is like, Mr. Joestar, why do you always wear a glove? Is your left hand really a right hand? Can we pause for a second why i mean if you have a glove you can still tell what what your hand is that's true you can still tell you can't where really your thumb put, is. you could you could like beef up the pinky so it looks like a thumb or opposite could you mm-hmm. all right it's not just that it's that your thumb is much lower on your hand than your pinky yeah but like you could really couldn't put on a left-handed glove on your right hand like, yeah you're right way. but still i think that Still, Joseph's story doesn't really... It shouldn't check out for Polnareff. Like, if I were him, I'd be like, well, all right, lose the hand? how'd you lose the hand? And was the original hand also, like, you yeah, know, yeah. was it two right hands or something? Right, because if this guy... So, okay, here's the deal. Basically, Joseph says, Unless, like... Unless, did he lose his... Well... Right? Hand? No, he lost his left hand, which would have uh, been a right hand. Okay. Yeah. It would make sense what you're saying. Okay. Joseph then says, I lost this in a bat in battle. It was an admirable, it was a honorable wound or something. And it's from, from his saga, which is hinted at a few times. Um, 
in part two. I forget who cuts his hand off. Is it Cars, Wham, or ACDC? Darth Vader. I don't remember. You're right. It was, it was, uh, no, it was Luke Skywalker. He was oh. evil. Um, uh, and Polnareff is then like, sorry that I made you expose that about yourself, but basically I'm looking for this man who killed my sister and they flash back. And I don't remember if it was like this in the manga, but it's his sister walking in the rain with an umbrella with her friend. And then she looks at her friend, and her friend has no head. It has been cut off. I was wondering which one was the sister. Yeah, and then and then and then I knew. I did the same thing. I was like, "Oh, that one's a sister. The one who's alive." Why? Oh, I thought she dies. Well, they both do. I see what you're saying. You were wondering. Oh, but I don't think the sister would lose her head first, and then they'd show this other girl, then get you know attacked, and the screen goes black. Okay. Oh, I was saying, I was wondering who the sister was and the one who died first. I was like, that's not her. Okay. You know so what, what I mean? happened after? Because also, in canonically, uh, she's also raped first. Yeah, so. I was wondering. You I was like, they don't really did. talk about that. Yeah. Um, but I don't remember if her head just like, the, the friend's head just goes missing and mm-hmm. the sister's like, anyway, isn't it? Oh my God. No, what happens is she looks at the camera and goes, she really lost her head there. <laughs> doesn't happen. <laughs> So she looks over, her friend has no head, and then, like, they do this, like, lo- like long shot, and the friend's body just sort of slowly, like, sits down and lies down. <laughs> Did you notice that? It just sort of slowly is like, nye, nye, just falls over. What would you do? If I lost my head, immediately slump to the ground and go, fuck. That's what I would do. Um, and then, then we see this guy with two hands looking really creepy, not really fully shown, shadowy. Two, two right hands. Two right hands. Lots of people have two hands. Yeah. And then, <laughs> did I say two hands? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, also, how does Paul Nareff know that he has that's two hands? That's what I'm saying. That's, okay. I turned to you and I was like, obviously the headless girl told oh, Paul yeah. Nareff. Like, w- there's no survivors. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm assuming is this. She sent a text? Yes. Back in 1987. She put it all on Facebook Live. 1984, actually. Um, I'm assuming that this became like a known serial killer or like a case where they were like, it must have been the two right-handed guy. Yeah. Um, because how else would Polnareff know about it? Seems like he'd be pretty easy to catch then. <laughs> right, yeah. But then that makes sense to Jackie's theory, which would be that if Joseph was the right-handed, double right hand, then he would have cut one of his hands off and made it a robot hand. To evade capture. Yeah. And then wear a glove on it. So you'd be like, clearly I have a right hand and a left hand. Hmm. But uh, for some reason it, 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 you know. So my thing is like, it should have been that he was like, Dio told me that you have two right hands. You know what I mean? He should have. Yeah. yeah. It should have been that he was like, he told me one of you is the killer or something. Mm-hmm. Or Abdul is the killer, I guess, because he fights Abdul. But instead, he's like, he just told me if I fight you guys that. He would tell me. Yeah. He'll tell me where the guy who killed my sister is, which seems kind of fucked up. Yeah. Like, why like, are you accepting this guy in your crew now? I'll, you know, I'll murder five people to avenge my sister. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. I'm cool with that. But then when he is like, you guys are pretty cool. They're like, yeah, well, you can ride with us. It's like, no, he was going to kill you to get to one guy. <laughs> so the flesh bud, I guess, at least is better in the terms of like, okay, he's a good guy now. Um, so then they're like, yeah, we're riding to Egypt too. So we have different motivations for getting to Dio, but you can come with us. And then Polnareff's mood switches entirely. And he's like, yeah, we're going to Egypt. We're going to see some Egyptian babes. They're so mysterious. And they're just like, why is he so different? And then he's just blowing kisses into the he's air. He's going like, mwah, mwah, at the air for a while. <laughs> and The other like, thing that huh. convinces it to come along is, is Joseph goes like, well, like if Dio was going to oh, tell yeah. you where the killer is, then he already knows and he's just not telling you. Right. Yeah. He must have been like, huh, 
I don't have to do any of this. <laughs> again, if Fleshbud, it was lame that they just used the same excuse again for somebody to attack them. But uh, more sound, certainly a more yeah, sound it, theory. It makes more sense that he would use a flesh bud more than once, too. Yeah, a bunch came off his fucking hair head. Yeah. Um, and does that wrap up the episode? Oh, no, now we cut over to... Right, Anya. Yeah. And, yeah. Anya is, like, dropping tarot cards. She's like, meh, the fucking strength sucked. Meh, we lost Chariot. Now he's a friend. Don't know mm-hmm. how she knows all this. I guess... She- She's psychic. But fortune tellers don't necessarily have remote viewing. They see the future of people in front of them. You know? I don't know. It's the cards that just tell her. It's written on it. She also so isn't like, really supposed to be a young, attractive woman. No. Um, and then <laughs> she totally is, dude. She's talking with Dio, whose voice I love in the OVA, by the way. I like it, too. It's so, like, understated and, like, low and soft. But, um... And, like, refined. She's like, Jay Guile is gonna kill all of... Is gonna kill them. She's like, because Jay Guile is a monstrous man who's also my son. And she reveals that she also has two right hands, which isn't really necessary. He could just have oh, a birth I didn't defect. That. Yeah, she has two right hands. Oh, my God. Unlike me, I have two left feet. <laughs> Am I right, Jackie? When you're out on that dance floor, it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh. What would the expression be for two right hands? Like playing poker or something? Like, he's really got two right hands. Like you're good at fighting? You're bad at fighting. You'd be bad at it. With two right oh, hands? Oh, because it's right hands, not left yeah, hands? Yeah, both your strong hands. Oh, shit. That's true. Really good boxer. Got two right yeah. hands. Yeah. Anyway. Um, interesting. Sorry, Jackie. In uh, France, especially, I think the word for left is sinistre. Whoa. It is true that the word in some language, sinister, is the same for like left. Wow. Which is one of the justifications. They used to just like kill left-handed people, I think. Mm. R.I.P. I think they should bring that back. No. Whoa. <laughs> no. Anyway, um, fun. Uh, fucking. I'm, I'm looking through my notes. Fun fact: in Italy, where the comic was like first translated, well, I think next to China. Um, Italy is not next to China. Yeah, I meant like in terms of chrono. Oh, I see. Um, they forced any like manga that was right to left. They forced everything to be mirrored. Because they wanted it to become left to right order when they translated uh, it for their Western audiences, because we read left to right in the West. But that means that Jay Guile had oh two. He had two left hands in Italy. Uh, so. Silly. The better. Hands. But eventually, <laughs> it, Italy dropped this law, and later JoJo's comics were released the normal right to left way. So then he has two right hands again. Uh, so he's got four hands. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh. It's not additive. All right, do you guys want to take a break or power through? I'm gonna go to sleep. Jackie, I got to read them emails. You, okay. Don't you want to hear the emails? Yes, Let's read them the emails. We got to. All right. First thing I will say is a shout out to people on the JoJo's Twitter. Uh, tweeting, tweeting cool things and stuff. Things and stuff and stuff and things. Um, Funny people. The Ninja Phantom Thief at The Ninja Thief uh, tweeted to us. Um, basically, somebody mirrored the um, Kira and Josuke final battle the anime with the manga panels to show that it's super, super accurate. And it really is. It shows that unlike the OVA, and I'm not saying good or bad, that the David production, the TV anime that's coming out now is extremely faithful to the manga. It doesn't skip anything. It does some Mm -hmm. minor changes for fun, but, and it really tries to get uh, stuff uh, accurate. I think the pacing's so much better in... In the OVA? No, not the OVA, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
I just think this is so much more serious, which I like about yeah. it. Yeah, well, it is I, really I don't. Serious. I think it's too serious. I like it. Um, Fine. I also saw this first. What can I say? Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I mean, I saw this after playing the JoJo's fighting game. Oh. Being like, this is so cool. They'll never make a TV show. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it made sense. Like, I'm playing it in you know, 2006 or something. You know, and it's like this comic's been out for fucking 19 years or whatever. Um, why haven't they made an anime out of it? They would have already. Um, anyway, so Jackie has suggested people put mailbag in the subject, and some of you did, and some of you are bad with directions. Mm-hmm. Um, Come but on, you guys. We got one here from the Bizarre Buccaneer, who is our first uh, emailer ever. Hey, Mark, Miles, and Jackie. Hi. Hey. I want to write you guys a sincere thank you for all the content you guys have made. I remember last summer when I really started to get into JoJo, and after searching a podcast that talked about it, I found the first episode. After I got caught up, I sent my first email about music references, not expecting a quick response. Uh, yes, that is because I'm a loser, so I just don't do anything but stare at my computer all day. To my surprise, Wait, is that in the email? No, that was me That's explaining Mark, it. Mark talking oh, about himself. So I was going to say, you're not a loser, bizarre buccaneer. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> he then continues. But you are. So, but you are, Mark. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking now. He continues. To my surprise, that next week after getting home and starting to play video games while listening, I heard my name. I was excited to know that you guys took my commentary seriously, and that I could email whatever pertained to the show. And that's true. You can just send us whatever. Yeah. He sent. A, he sent uh, like one or two memes. I think I mentioned it. The thing where it just shows, like, a panel where. Do you remember when um, in part four where Rohan? is getting attacked by dogs and cheap trick is like i told them that you love to kill cats and dogs mm-hmm. and he sent me something where someone photoshopped instead of rohan it's araki the author of the manga Aww. because if you read jojo's you know that he does love to kill animals um, send us your best um jojo's hentai too no don't please don't you don't know what you just did no <laughs> someone sh- someone showed someone they're like looking through like these Jojo Dojins. If you don't, Dojin is a fan made comic. It's unofficial. Someone just self publishes it. Of like that book Twilight. Before it became a thing, yeah. Twilight was originally like, but Dojins are comics. Never mind. Um, I don't know if I want to say. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> it was it was hentai involving bestiality. Just think about Jojos and 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 mix that in there. You get it. Mm. Um, <laughs> no one has sex with Iggy. If that's your if that's your fear. <laughs> Okay. That doesn't happen. Well, thank you. Um, anyway. But forever. Is that his name? Forever? Bizarre Buccaneer continues. Yeah, but he wanted to. I bet I bet there's panels yeah, he, of, of he the fucking some. orangutan having sex with a human. He Sorry we're some. ruining this email, dude. <clears throat> Sorry. Again, thanks for all the laughs, and please continue with the show. Sincerely, as your fellow stand user and JoJo lover, Bizarre Buccaneer. Thank thanks. you. Thank you, and thank you for listening and That writing. warmed my heart a little bit. That's good. Because your heart is at zero Kelvin it's most of the time. It's so cold. It's frozen. It's cold as ice. Um, then is that, is that a reference to the song "Cold as Ice" by? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I actually made that reference years after actually singing it. I don't know. That made no sense. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, Before this podcast was made, this email is from the Lone Goldfish, and it reads. That's my friend. It reads. Jackie made me write in, and Aww. then. <laughs> I did. What's the longest? Jackie's so powerful. <laughs> what's the longest anime and or manga you've managed to get through? Um, I didn't think about this. I should have. Longest? Dragon Ball Z for sure. You got through all of Dragon Ball Z? 
Probably, like, throughout my entire, like, middle school and high school. Like, like I would pretty much watch it, like, even before doing mm. anything. And it's a long home. one. It's a long one. It's dragged out. It's dumb. NAMAC takes forever, I hear. Did you say NAMAC? Na- NAMAC? NAMAC? It's NAMAC. NAMAC takes forever. It does. Ja- Jackie, what about you? I feel like you it's watched... probably Sailor Moon. But oh. I haven't... I haven't I, I don't think I've ever seen the last, like, final season of Sailor Moon, but I've seen like everything else but you also and i've seen it multiple times and i've seen multiple versions of it like i've seen sailor moon like the anime the original 90s anime i've seen uh some of the uh crystal one and i've seen pretty guardian sailor moon which is the live action whoa uh i think that's it stick around after for some movies an episode of jackie's uh pretty podcast sailor moon stick around that's cute (laughs) Uh, and then stick it off for Miles' Arnold Schwarzenegger impression podcast. It's terrible. It is. Yeah, I can't uh, think of it. What about Monster? Longer. You saw Monster. Monster? Yeah, but was Monster that long? Monster? Isn't that like 90 episodes? I don't know. Monster, it's at least 50 Monster's episodes. Monster's long. Um, Death Note is kind of long, right? No, 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 no. Death Note, I think, is a 26. Yeah. Oh, I, all right. Yeah. Everything else I've seen, I think, is just 26 episodes. I watched a lot of Monster. I liked it, but I did not finish it. I finished Full Metal Alchemist. That that's was long. 20, that's 26 or maybe 39. Really? May, maybe Why does 39. anime feel so fucking long? Because a lot of shit is poorly paced. Okay. Well, I finished Monster. Monster is like... It has a lot of filler. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. Is, is some of, it's adapting manga, and a lot of the time, manga is like written week by week. So sometimes they're just like, I don't fucking know. I think um, the longest manga for me is probably Love Hina. Love Hina. I watched Love Hina. Great soundtrack. Surprise. A lot of anime has great fucking soundtracks. Some of it has bad soundtracks. It also made me feel things. Love Hina. Boners? No. It is a harem anime. I also watched Negima, but only the first one. Um, I don't know what that is. It's not called Negima because he negs women. Just a quick... uh, (laughs) Great strategy, by the way. Fellas, if you're trying to pick up a woman... Just make her feel bad about herself. Just be mean. They love yeah. it. Um, I don't like it. <laughs> that's why when I met you, I was like, hi, you're great. <laughs> you're so nice. I, I, I paused you. I POS positive. Positive. Instead that, of negative. That's not. No, it's I definitely not. Thing. Um, if you said pause her, it sounds like you mean stop her, freeze her. Or no, like I think paw like, at her like a cat. I think pause. like put your paws up because you were born this way. All right. <laughs> Lady Gaga. Um um so negima is by the creator of love hina it's a younger boy goes to like a high school like it's all older girls and he's younger but he's also a wizard oh Oh. he can make spells and people didn't like the first anime apparently so they just wonderful and and it's called like like magical wizard whatever negima with an exclamation point and then the second adaptation was called like negima it was negima exclamation point question mark (laughs) it had an an intero bang and i was like i'm not watching this again fuck you Um, oh and well wait are we just talking about anime or also manga yeah he said either because probably i don't know drifting classroom is kind of long and uzumaki is kind of long but i think drifting classroom is longer Mm. anyway it was drifting yeah um for manga it would be jojo's i read i've read almost all of jojo's i still need to pick jojo leon back up i updated my tablet i'm gonna read it some more should i read jojo's should i what what should i read you don't I want need to like read. a grim, sad manga to read. Oh, read Ichi the Killer. Okay. It's extremely grim. You gotta pirate it though. Um Homunculus is by the Ichi the Killer guy and it's pretty bleak at times, but yes. really good in both cases the art is fantastic. 
Um, the Trigun manga is extremely good. It gets very bleak because it starts out like how the Trigun anime is, where it's like more happy, more shonen-y, and then it gets more seinen, meaning adult and uh, dark. Nice. Death and stuff. Much better than the anime ending, by the way. If you've seen the 1998 or whatever Trigun anime, read the manga. Uh, it becomes like Trigun for three volumes, then it becomes Trigun Maximum. I'm going to stop talking. Big Sadness fan, so I'll I'll check that out. I said I'd stop talking, but I lied. Um, but yeah, so Jackie would probably say either Sailor Moon or Monster for anime. I guess. Drifting Classroom probably for manga. For me, manga is definitely JoJo's. I have read a lot of Berserk, but definitely more JoJo's. Uh, and for anime, probably JoJo's at this point, actually, if you think about it. Do you like JoJo's? I don't really like it, no. Oh. I just do this because Dio put a flesh butt in my head. <laughs> for Miles, Dragon Ball Z, and uh, fucking... Uh, what did you read? You read something? Love you read Hina. Love Hina. Um, thank you for your email that you were forced to write, Lone no. Goldfish. Um, then we got an email. Love these emails. Let me see how they signed it. Well, that was a long one. This is from Alejandro. Let me read it. I think this is Mantis Toboggan who. Look, if you email us, we're, we're doxing you. Or tweets a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> Straight up doxing people out here. <laughs> this next uh, writer's phone number is 555 Hello? Hey, JG. Uh, this is. Do you, should I say his name? No. Oh, okay. I thought we were doxing everyone. I said his name already. Don't say his full name. <laughs> I want to say his real name. Hey, JJP Pod Crew. I was just listening to the last episode again and wanted to point out some things you talked about. I hope these are errors. <laughs> uh, Joseph and his wallet. First time we get introduced to Joseph in part two, he gets his wallet stolen. Last time we see him, he's getting his wallet stolen. Mm. Feels like Araki did this on purpose or it's just a coincidence. I'm going to go with coincidence. I uh, no. Older no, I, think Ko- I think it's on purpose. Okay. Older Koichi is narrating at the end, which is why I feel I like it. everyone who noticed was hoping for a part five tease at the end. Maybe an airplane taking off to Italy or Koichi mentioning that. Oh, is the next part in Italy? Is Koichi in the next part? Uh, oh, no. Jackie, Jackie quits the podcast. No. <laughs> no. Wait, does he die in a plane crash to Italy? Not, is that what happens? We're not talking about does this. Does he die? She said with glee. <laughs> Uh, also, there was a part five reference in the opening where copies of everyone appears. Look for a street sign with two arrows. One points back with a 99 DIU and the one pointing toward reads 01VA. Meaning 99 would be end of DIU, diamond is unbreakable. 01 would be the beginning of VA or Vento Areo, which is part five. Ooh. Mm. Uh, finally, Raimi's Choker. I'll put a link that talks about clasped hands and hand pointing it. up towards heaven or pointing down like characters do in the openings mean. Sorry for the long email. You don't have to apologize for that. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I didn't read the link. Sorry. But I'm going to right now. Hey, look at that. It's a tombstone with a finger going up. Pointing up like the people oh, do with the... Uh, not a middle finger. Pointing up their, <laughs> their pointer pointer finger. Uh, so a hand with an index finger pointing up symbolizes the hope of heaven, while a hand with the index finger pointing down represents God reaching down for the soul. Oh. The finger pointing down does not indicate damnation. Instead, it commonly represents your untimely, sudden, or unexpected death. Uh, a finger pointing at a book usually represents the Bible. Hands holding a chain or a broken link symbolizes the death of a family member or sometimes the bonds of marriage broken by death. 
uh let me see if i can find more here hands holding heart handshake okay the handshake the handshake a representation of class pans dates back to the victorian era and represents a farewell to earthly existence and god's welcome into heaven that's perfect because Raimi's Choker is clasped hands, and she's a fucking ghost. Mm-hmm. Chokers are very 90s, but they're back. They're back. Have you guys back. noticed? They're back, yep. baby. I like them. Uh, it may also indicate a relationship between the deceased and the loved ones they left behind. Uh, if the sleeves of the two hands are masculine and feminine. Like Rohan. I know, the sleeves aren't really there. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. She got to take her dog. That's true. Not many of us can really hope for anything better. You know? That dog made it. When we die, we die alone. Yeah. But she got to keep her dog, and she can let people visit her. May we all be so lucky, and God bless us, everyone. Bye, motorcycle. <laughs> Miles, that's, that's when we like go away. Like. Miles just rode away on his motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you for writing in, everybody. Uh, we, that's it. Thank you so much. What do you mean that's it? No, that's wait. We read, want more. Read my email. Wait, it's not it. I'm such an asshole. Okay. Chad wrote in. Ugh, oh, Chad. Ma- imagine him listening to this being like fuck you, you. <laughs> chad will never forget you you told us to write in okay he writes so he writes aloha jojo's bizarre pod crew or oh, probably he's in hawaii yeah okay. i i didn't at first want to say that i was under the impression he was from hawaii but he writes aloha and mahalo a lot so <laughs> either you're from hawaii or you're a weird hawaiian fetishist uh jackie do you want to read this one let us sure. know chad if you're a weird hawaiian I fetishist i did not read uh, i did not read this one yet so if you say all sorts of terrible things i'm gonna edit this we will say terrible things aloha jojo's bizarre pod crew or probably just mark i'm hopeful <laughs> that the live action film is good i enjoyed phoenix Wright, and i like most of takeshi Mike's work while most anime to live action does tend to turn out as poop, I've heard a lot of good things about uh, the Ruroni Kenshin mm-hmm. live action oh, trilogy. I'm very popular anime. Either way, the stand and special effects are probably going to make or break the JoJo movie. I agree. By the way, the show that Miles was thinking of is Rain, which was an anime featuring story. That's right. Okay. <laughs> featuring no, no. story and character design from by by the creator of Aeon Flux. Also, I do appreciate hearing the extra extra stuff around the show. So thanks to Jackie for thinking of me. Wait, wait, wait. What 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 were you thinking of when you what did you mention? I was talking about an anime that I had seen that was like had guys like heavily decked out in like armor and tanks and stuff, but I wasn't sure what it was. No, I don't listen to you because I don't remember that. Well, shut up then. Oh, sorry. I I have a really bad memory. I don't I don't know what Chad is thanking me for. But I guess you were like, I wonder if people like the extra stuff. Maybe, what, what maybe extra stuff. Maybe you said something like, do people like the extra stuff? You know what I mean? Maybe you said that out loud or then you what were are like, extra stuff. Like probably wh- all like the random bullshit we talk about. Oh. Or maybe the trivia that I look up. No, it's definitely not that. Okay. Oh. Well, I got to listen to these episodes. So I, so I remember what like happened. When we, like when we like sidetrack about like uh, bra sizes for like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, so let's let's move on. Uh, fun fact: uh, Final Fantasy: The Spirits Within was largely produced in downtown Honolulu, Hawaii, and responsible for the closing of those Honolulu Square offices. 
I've passed by where they used to be, but no signs of previous tenants remain. I was going to write a bunch of stuff amounting to a bunch of um, actually, but instead here's a... (laughs) That's good. But instead here's a wonderfully funny uh, machinima of Kira and Killer Queen. And there's a YouTube link. Oh, I should have watched all this. Go ahead and hit it. Let's... Well, okay, well, it's it's almost. Let me just read the. End. Oh, there's more. Okay. Uh, I can't wait to hear you all talk about the OVAs and whatever else. You're hearing it, yay! Uh, Mahalo. He ends with. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad. So we've confirmed that Chad is indeed a Hawaiian fetishist. <laughs> <laughs> that guy loves Hawaii. Now he mentioned uh, passing by them in Honolulu. Yeah. So must spend some yeah, amount of time he's, there. He's We're slowly tracking your movements, Chad. The missile is on its way. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. That was funny. Yeah, I think... uh, I liked it. Because of all the noise, we'll just just cut out us actually (laughs) watching it. But that was pretty funny. I got to see what the title was so people can look it up. I liked it. But uh, yeah, I got it. Link it in the show notes. This is... It's it's called Jojo SFM. Oh, I'm an idiot. I was like, it's probably a source filmmaker. It says, Jojo SFM, Kira has terrible ideas. (laughs) <laughs> and it's by user named Plocks. Uh, and that was pretty good, actually. I've, I have found a lot of, like, uh, JoJo content on YouTube not very funny, but that was actually really good and really well made. I don't know who did the yeah. voice acting. Plocks seems very talented. It was me. So thank you to everyone who emailed us. That would be Bizarre Buccaneer, Lone Goldfish. Didn't email us? Email us. Mantis Toboggan. Just and, tell us a bunch of stuff. And Chad... I wanted to hear from women. I don't think any women listen to this podcast. Not if you're even, a woman, not even me. Not even <laughs> you, yeah. You were like, I should listen to this. <laughs> no, you, well, you know, uh, Chicas listens, but she has to occasionally. Anybody that's within, like, she does. She really doesn't have to. If I know anybody's address, I put a gun to their head and make them listen. I'm sorry. I don't know any women. Mm, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. Um. Write in if you're uh, a dog listening. Write in if yes, you're a, please, a, a, please a horny in. orangutan. No. Yeah, actually don't. No. I will say that um, there's been some anime cons recently. I guess they ramp up in the summer. And uh, I was saying that I saw somebody doing a cosplay of uh, Forever, the orangutan, the strength stand user. It's pretty fantastic. And it's actually a pretty simple cosplay if you think about it. Just get sailor gear and a gorilla mask. He's not a gorilla. Well, yeah, but orangutan masks, I guess, are hard to find. Okay. Yeah, sorry, the cosplay may have been a gorilla. Um, Sounds bad. You were very upset by that. He's not a gorilla. He's a different it's thing. It's a totally different it's thing, Mark. It's completely different. You're now different. defending a pervert. I just want you to know that. No. I'm, I'm defending authenticity. All right. All right. Good night. Your beard's getting long. Hey, you know, I started shampooing it. I realized... <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny i don't know because i was just like it's, it always feels shitty and then i was like well it's hair and i just shampooed it randomly and conditioned it and then after the fact i googled like should i shampoo my beard and they were like yes it's hair i was like okay good because you know what the problem really was was that i couldn't get acne soap under there you know like mm-hmm, you put mm-hmm. all the acne soap on your face and then you touch your your facial hair and it just absorbs it all and you didn't really get to the skin that's true. But your head isn't full of acne. You just shampoo it. True. I definitely will have edited this out. No, I think it's all great. It's all important. People with beards, make sure you wash them properly. Wash your beard. And they said if your beard is especially wiry, you may want to use beard oil. But mine softened up a bit since I started using uh, shampoo and conditioner. 
This has been Beard Talk. And the ladies. <laughs> Beard Talk. Haven't complained. <laughs> <laughs> I think we Anyway, done. thanks. You can write to us, jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. Do it. Why do you guys just make my editing life so much harder? It's a challenge. JJB Pod is the Twitter handle. It's also the SoundCloud link if you want to listen to us in SoundCloud. Please rate us five stars. It bumps us up, increases our visibility. You can if even, you don't, we'll sound frown. You can... Uh, <laughs> what did you just say? Well, you can you can also leave a review on iTunes. You can review whatever the fuck you want. You can review beard oil products or something like that. You don't even have to talk about us. But just give us five stars. And... Have a great day. Watch the OVAs. Just pirate them. Go on some torrent site and or YouTube, and they're good. And we gotta go. And bye. I love you. Socrates, philosophies, and hypotheses Can't define how I be dropping these mockeries Lyrically perform armed robbery Flee with the lottery Possibly they spotted me Battle scarred, showgun Explosion when my